do you feel, because um, I guess your friends, your age, are married, having babies, do you feel that you're missing out there or that it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen? Look, if it's, is, if it's supposed, if, if I believe in destiny by now, <laughs> I wasn't, but by now I believe in it and everything happens in your life in the good, like there's good timing for everything. Yeah. And um, if it will happen, it will. If yeah. not, I'm super happy. The important is not to do what the society wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Because it's time, because this is your time, because and maybe I will get married and will not be happy. Yeah. So I, I talk about this in front of a lot of people, they just laugh at me. Mm-hmm. Because they are, but deep in, in, in when they think about it. Yeah. They will know yeah. that this is the most important thing in life. Yeah. You make money, you, you make it, but if you are not happy, you will even have kids but make their life horrible. Yeah. So why you are doing it in, in the first place, right? It's important to know who you are first yeah. before you I'm very, get very happy with what I'm doing, honestly. And uh, when I see my friends with their kids, my sister with their kids, and I'm happy, I, I love kids, but I, I, I... Don't feel rushed or pushed. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy with my free. free. And <laughs> That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. Welcome to Zila Food. Zila is the German word for soul. So soul food, but Zila food. This podcast is in conjunction with Zila Magazine, an online magazine bridging faith, cultures, and culture. I'm Ali Forti, an American Southern girl who travels and loves talking to people. I'm bringing you conversations from global movers and shakers from somewhere in the world. From these conversations, hopefully you'll be inspired to move and shake too. Thanks for spending time with me today. I hope you get fed, so let's begin. This is episode number eight with Joyce Azam. Joyce is the first Lebanese woman to climb five of seven world summits. This 34-year-old is bold, so strap yourself in because this interview is inspiring. This coming November, she'll be climbing Mount Vinson in Antarctica. And in the spring of 2019, she will attempt to climb Mount Everest. Her goal is to reach the two poles and become the second woman in the world to complete the Explorer's Grand Slam. I had the privilege of sitting down with Joyce this week at a cute Armenian restaurant called Meirig in central Beirut. I highly recommend it. The coffee is great, the food is good, and the ambiance is amazing. We talked for almost two hours, so this interview will be done in two parts, and part two will be coming out next week. Joyce is inspiring. She's a professor. She obtained her PhD in Italy. She preserves cultural heritage sites for a living, and she's a mountaineer. She's the first Lebanese woman to have climbed 25 mountains around the world. She's keen to inspire girls and women to follow their dreams and challenges them through her hashtag YesSheCan campaign. In this episode, we talk about where her desire to climb mountains came from, why she's hungry to climb five of seven world summits, the Lebanese Civil War and how that affected her early years, the challenges she faced by men to chase her dreams, 
studying and living abroad and how that brought her confidence and why mountains have made her a stronger person. So strap yourself in. There's something that you're going to be able to take away from this interview and in hopes that you can apply to your life. I think women are doing some amazing things. I mean, women have been doing amazing things for years. It's not like it's just started, but um, I think women are now getting recognized, maybe more so in media. And we are believing more in ourselves. Yes. I can tell you, like, last year, like, a year and a half ago, uh, I was doing the project without saying, like, I started the Seven Summits project six years ago, in 2012, okay? The first uh, of the seven, Mount Elbrus in Europe, I did it in 2012. Mm -hmm. But between 2012 and 2016, I was afraid to say, yes, Joyce Hassan is doing the Seven Summits as the first Lebanese I was afraid. Yeah. I still, I, did, I, I, I wasn't confident about saying such like, Such things, yeah, yeah, about yourself. And, and, and to confront the media and everyone, you know, in public. Maybe I was doing it without raising my voice. Yes. And I always, I, I was joining other teams, like uh, Lebanese team with men. And I felt always, you know, yeah. underneath this. Yeah, not confident. Yeah, like men to lead me, right? <laughs> And at some point in this group of men, I, I, we were at the end. We started seven, uh, five men, two women. Yeah. And after a few months, we became four men, one woman. Wow. Me. And after a few expeditions together, I was trying to give my opinion, and I was always, you know. That's good. Speaking like, up. And and you can't. You, I couldn't. I couldn't speak up. I couldn't um, give my opinion or or do it by you know, um, like I I couldn't be the decision maker. Yeah. Although we are five members equally, yeah. although. I realized I have more experience than those men, yeah. some of them, not all of them. But it was some a confidence them, thing. I did maybe back then, I don't know, 12 mountains, they did one, two. Yeah. Not just, we're not talking just about the achievement, the seven summit, because it's an international achievement, you seek it, but as an experience, as a mountaineer, you I don't want to say mountaineer, woman mountaineer, as a mountaineer. You had more experience. I have more experience, why I should not talk? Why and didn't you talk? I did. And okay, when I started to talk, yeah. uh, I, I got, you are so aggressive, you are bossy, mm -hmm. who do you think you are? Uh, you are. So I was always like, you know? Yeah, so it made you, you shut say, down. Like a cr a crush, crush down, down. crush down. down. Yeah. And, and when I was crushed down, I, you know, I was born with this character. Although I was very shy, I didn't have confidence, but still I have this character. I, I take position. I was like, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm leaving this team because because I really want to enjoy my mountains. I didn't understood by the, by then. I didn't understand by then that it was about this women men, you know, relation, yeah. like the gender equality. Because I thought I really don't want to, to have problems. I want to live it on my own, and I left. Yeah. I, I, uh, life took me to do my PhD, 
I got scholarship. Uh, I did my PhD uh, in Europe mm-hmm. between Rome, Spain, and the Netherlands. Yeah. And I forgot about the project. Mm. I back then I had three out of the seven. Okay. And I was like, whatever. I love mountains. I will just climb them. And I was still climbing. I did the Mont Blanc twice. I did a lot of four thousand in the Alps. Uh, <laughs> wherever I go, I just climb. You know. I. I, I and. Uh, in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, I was in Spain, and uh, I don't know. I, I had this thought, yeah. like an epiphany. Yes, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. I was at actually I was in Sevilla at the library at the, at the university writing my thesis. And I was like, it's like I, I I really want to continue this project. Why I didn't continue this project, right? Maybe I was looking at women around the world who did the the first American, the first French, and I was like, and the Saudi uh, Raha Mohara who did the Everest, yeah. and I said, like, okay, yeah. I should do something about this. And I started writing my project. I came to Lebanon and started to search sponsors, and here I am. Here you are. Continuing this really difficult yeah. project to get in all levels, like to prepare the training, mm. and you, you need to be very disciplined, very uh, committed to what you are doing, uh, the logistics, the equipment, you, you have to know what you are doing on the mountain. Before going, you need to prepare for the mountain on all levels, yeah. physically and mentally. So it is complicated, but I got to a point where I can say, yes, I can even lead. Do you feel that your time in Europe maybe helped you become a little bit more confident? For sure. Yeah, how the Europeans think and approach. And I lived also in Los Angeles. Ah. I got a grant from the Getty Conservation Institute okay. in Los Angeles. It's a very prestigious, yes. like they yeah, select John Paul Getty. Yeah, they select 20 uh, uh, freshly graduate, like, um, like they just finished their master's degree and uh, you, you apply like there's thousands of people they apply from around the world yeah and they just select choose 20 wow, that was between the, so like my colleagues were from harvard oxford penn university you know like yeah. this kind of and it's like okay hi I'm yeah. from Beirut. <laughs> yeah. but uh, i i think i had everything to be there yeah so um, i believe it was a relation. Mm-hmm. It was a relation, like circular relation. It wasn't a linear one. Yeah. Between me and the mountain. Yeah. Between what I could achieve till the moment, because for me, I did nothing. But still, I did a lot. Like yes. my my two masters degree in Europe, my PhD, the grant for LA. All this was related for with the mountains. Mm-hmm. How? Because I think each time I got this sense of achievement mm-hmm. on every summit, even the smallest one as, as I started, for me they were the biggest. Of course. Like even a 3,000 meter world, I was like, I can't reach it. But every time I reached these summits, I had more confidence, mm-hmm. more like... Yeah. I, I it makes you stronger. Stronger mm-hmm. physically and mm-hmm. mentally. Like. I, I start like I I'm, I'm meeting myself there right and I am understanding the put like the the potential and the power yes. I have inside of me where I can get so this was the turning 
it mm. you know it wasn't it wasn't like I was born in a family where they go everybody goes to the mountains or I had a, an uncle or my bo- uh, brother my no it wasn't just you just me and everybody would see me as an alien yeah. just my brother who lives in Toronto now he, he really believed in me since I got this idea and even when I was with the team the men team he's like he told me Joyce they are afraid from you that's why they are pushing you down and yeah. he gave me a lot because I thought oh I'm, I, am I bossy I am am I aggressive I was yeah. saying it with all respect he said because they can't accept a woman it's fear telling them what to do yeah and they know deeply that you're right but they don't want to admit it yeah so be okay you are doing great so this you know when you have this somebody encouragement encouragement and and he he is he did the master degree in sports management so he builds my programs he's there that's great he gives me time to so for me my brother did all the mountains with me yeah <laughs> but he wasn't physically with there me, you yeah, know? Yeah. so he's the one and like I, your coach he sounds like your coach too he is way. my coach he builds all the programs from you know for sure i have people who helps me here in lebanon trainers that are with me and they are amazing but still and and it's happening since 2009 wow my brother is like yeah. Wherever, whenever I, I was living in the globe and he was also moving yeah. but we are always on this like even yesterday is like okay which equipment do you need more okay I'm not finding this he would send me he's still on it very you know like and trust me this really makes it uh, happen yeah it makes it because happen. for sure even if I would tell you I'm confident blah 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 at some point you are like losing hope and yeah. you need this someone to yeah. tell you you are to doing it right just push it a little bit more and push it a little bit more for so sure. yeah i i really understood that it's not about mountains anymore it's they the are my mentors yeah. but but what mountains made me do in my life or how they changed me mm-hmm. this is the beautiful thing to talk about yeah. how they gave me this they made me stronger I want to get into that but I want to start from the beginning a little bit if we can where did your love for the outdoors come from so Sally Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be very honest I I never went outdoor Mm -hmm. I I survived a civil war in Lebanon so I was in Beirut underground Mm -hmm. my childhood Sometimes I don't want to remember my childhood, right? Yeah. Because I saw really like horrible things. Horrible things. Like I, I survived the war because I, I we were in Beirut, like in suburbs of Beirut, the Quene, Libby, and we were fleeing the house sometimes because in the area they were uh, bombarding, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, this was my childhood. Till the age of like six, seven, okay. the war stopped. Mm-hmm. But still, you are living in a country where there's nothing stable. Yeah. Uh, we we experienced the better situation in the 90s for sure. Mm-hmm. It what we felt it. It was different. But still, in comparison with a normal city, yeah. it's nothing like yeah. even today. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, completely different. Yeah. So Sally, trust me. When I left. 
to Europe at I was 24. Yeah. I got scholarship. I had this big dream to do a PhD. Yeah. I searched. I needed to go through a master degree. Yeah. And I searched and I got a master degree that I didn't care what was the master degree, but I wanted to do a master degree. I got a scholarship. Yeah. I went there and it was about management. They accepted my yeah. <laughs> curriculum. So I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm leaving. And when I arrived to Italy, mm. I remember this moment. I realized at 24, yeah. it was it was my second time leaving the country, right? Mm -hmm. But still, when I left the first time with the school, um, I wasn't really aware maybe to mm -hmm. ask these questions. At 24, I understood that not everybody lived my Life. childhood. Yeah. I thought everybody grew up in the same circumstances. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. No, it, it was does make weird, sense because you was, grew up in a bubble, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in, in the country, in this yeah. country, without having... Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it yeah. was a weird yeah. moment. I was like, okay, not all the cities looks like my city. Right. Not all the kids uh, lived a war. Okay, this is... It was like a reawakening for you. Yeah. Seeing that the world is different. Yeah. 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 Wow, so, what an experience. Yeah. <laughs> what an experience. It's funny, but yeah. at 24, yeah. it's real. Yeah. And for sure, living in Europe, these, and it was all uh, based on scholarships. Mm -hmm. So I did my first uh, scholarship, uh, master degree based on scholarship. It was in management of uh, municipal projects, like all the projects, the public projects related to municipalities. Okay. And uh, I didn't have any idea because even if you study architecture in Lebanon, mm -hmm. when you grow up in a country where there's no real system in the cities, mm -hmm. you don't understand. Sure. I mean, even if you know how to build a building, but you don't understand the system yeah. of a city, how to build it. So this master degree made me like, more aware. Like, and then. Um, when, when I grew up, I started university. Uh, I loved sports, for sure, since I was a kid. I was in the basketball team. I was uh, running, for, for example. I remember uh, at the age of 13, I couldn't run uh, 200 meters. Because, you, you see, I'm, I'm tall, right? Yes. I'm very tall. Yeah. And I had this body when I was 15 years old. Yeah. The skeleton, like really grow but the muscles didn't so at this phase 12 13 i was really having pain in all my and i couldn't do a lot of sports so i was like why i can't run and everybody can right mm -hmm. for sure my parents weren't there to i mean they are beautiful people and but they weren't aware to help me were a lot of people in the house to yeah. ask for <laughs> yeah so i had to do it myself i started running every day like I don't remember really but kind of 20 meters more every day I was like at the school yeah. you know the playground I was always saying okay I will reach the other column or I was putting small goals yeah. and and after a few months I won the second in five kilometers wow. I started university at the Lebanese University uh, which is not a private one no sports no interest. It's not like AUB or LAU or NGU, you know, like the private ones. They take care a little bit more. Yeah. 
no team of basketball, nothing. I tried to join another team, but I couldn't, you know, it's architecture. You have to spend a lot of time on working on the project. So I was like, at some point I was really depressed. I needed to do sports. And a friend of mine is like, come and walk and hike with us. My first hikes, wow. Sally, I, I couldn't do 1K. They would wait for me, I would return. I was afraid. Like, like I, I, I couldn't walk in nature because I don't know this environment. Right, because you were in the city your whole yeah, life. Yeah, and, and I don't know like the different terrains, yeah. right? It's different mm -hmm. to have the stability. And, and, and I have this problem in my structure, like physiology. I didn't have balance because I, this, it's I don't have a real problem, but how uh, my body grew up fast. Yeah, I needed like physiotherapist to help me. So in any case, so I had my own obstacles to do even 5k. Although I was fit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It yes. wasn't the fitness. It was the obstacle fearing nature and and the terrain and how to deal with all. Because my mother would always tell me, uh, "You're gonna have a." You know, there's a snake somewhere <laughs> gonna, you know, yeah. bite you and yeah. all this stuff. Anyway, I overcame this quickly as That's I true. am. I, I, I always like, why I can't do this? And I just go and start, you know, doing it as a turtle. Yeah. And and uh, I started hiking in 2000 and like, let's say 2005. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's not very long ago. It's and now funny. I'm climbing the highest summits of the world. You are, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, That's not that long For ago. me, if you would meet me in 2010, let's say, even though in 2010 I was doing some 4,000 meters, mm -hmm. you would tell me, Joyce, you're going to climb the highest summits of the world. Like, you would have said no. No. <laughs> no, yeah. you are kidding me, me. Like, if somebody came from the future, like, Joyce, you're going to climb the seven summits. Yeah. I would not uh, accept this idea. It's even. amazing how we get passions later in life. Yeah. Like you could be doing something at 90 that even now yes. you can't even think yes. about now. Because a lot of people would ask me, and after this what? It's like, I don't know, maybe I will be walking somewhere and a dream will born, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's like... You, you don't you never know the seed where it will come from right yes. I always tell especially young ones mm -hmm. when you have the seed it's the dream right the seed yes. of a dream let it grow let it don't push it don't push it don't squeeze it don't don't listen to your parents when they tell you leave it yeah that's like, true believe in the seed yeah. not in and in yourself too for sure yeah. for sure but give the seed a chance to grow, mm -hmm. to, 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 to see the light. That's so true. For me, this is what I did with my parents. I really was stubborn to say. <laughs> for some times, they, they, like, once, in, when I started my PhD in 2013, my mom got me. She really washed <laughs> my brain, like, brainwashed me. <laughs> And I was about to sell all my equipment oh, no. and to leave the project. Why did your parents not want you to do mountain climbing? Because it's not a sport for women first. To them? To them. And to a lot of people. Never yeah. yeah. Don't Like, you see around you, people are super modern, 
super whatever they travel the world but they still have these obstacles yeah and it was really weird yeah especially after 10 years abroad i came back and was like what how did you get through that then with your parents and then your Look, mind i am since I was a kid, I have this character. I would not accept anything. Okay. Even if a person in power is talking to me, I don't know. Yeah. There's a sense of standing up for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And it was always there. Yeah. I can't say it just appeared after. But sometimes I couldn't. Sometimes I could. But if you really squeeze me, I would just yeah. <laughs> stand out. So yeah. this beast would go out when you put me in the corner. <laughs> I will just... So... Um, I think this is really like I don't know if you are born like this or I think it's in in people I, I believe in that. maybe it comes out a little bit more when you go through challenges but I think it's something that's born in you I believe that too but it's very personal when yes. you say this yeah I mean I can't say it as a affirmation or as my like public you know what I mean mm -hmm. But this is, I, I mean, I have this character and it was hard with my parents uh, at many arguments. Yeah, like when, when I started, in, I was in Lebanon, I was about 21, 22 years old mm -hmm. and we would argue every weekend because mm -hmm. I come back all full of dirt because I love caves also, I go caving. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, they on were, the ropes. <laughs> they were about to die. Yeah, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna die, you're gonna... Why you are wearing this? You look like a man. I mean, this really once really hurt me. Oh, no, did they I mean, ever I'm ask you, did they ever ask you if you were uh, into men? Did they ever question... If You're, I like men, yeah, or I mean, if you the, wanted I to had be a boyfriend. Woman. Okay, so they didn't think that. Okay, because I know for some women who do sports like weightlifting, they, they think they are lesbian. Yeah, I heard yeah. it yeah. later, lately. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And it's like, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm straight. I mean, I love. I don't mind. I don't have a problem. But yeah. I am straight. Yeah, yeah. And I just I'm, like climbing mountains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they categorize you. And this project is to break this. That's it's great. To just to break that this stereotype, that stigma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you combine your love of preserving cultural sites with this love of hiking? I saw something on your site that you love to combine um, preserving heritage sites with your love of mountain climbing. How are you able to yeah. connect the two? I mean, it was really accidental. This I didn't, I didn't think a lot about it because it's the passion who leads you to do this stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially that even my study, I love what I did with my PhD and the research I'm still working on, and it it came also through passion. Mm. It wasn't um, mandatory to do it, to do this. I really. It was also a dream. Yeah. It was also a dream to complete the PhD. It was my first dream before doing the seventh summit. Yeah. But what I did in my research about preserving the cultural routes mm -hmm. or cultural itineraries, mm -hmm. these routes that goes inland from destination to another, 
and historic ones like the Roman ones or the Inca route or the Silk Road. So I'm specialized in this category of cultural heritage, which is a new category in the UNESCO mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to do in it as research, like how to manage this big, like it goes through sometimes from country to country, from region to region, kilometers and kilometers of distances, mm -hmm. of, of landscape, of cultural landscape, how to preserve this. And I, as I lived this landscape, mm -hmm. because, for example, when I did Aconcagua, I walked on a part, wow. a chunk of Inca route, because wow. there it's. But the other mountaineers who do it, they don't know they they even cross this part of the Inca route. And they don't know that it's no, but but I am I am aware because I it's it's what I I do in yeah. life, yeah, uh, other than study. mountaineering. Yeah. So this love of mountaineering and preserving preserving the cultural health and specifically this you know but it wasn't this led me to it's it's i told you it's a circular relationship it's uh, it was never linear in my life yeah. like one thing lead to another and then sometimes i come back to the beginning i always come back to the beginning how mm -hmm. i found myself <laughs> like okay now what yeah. a new expedition a new uh, like uh, project, a new work, a new budget, uh, training. So I always found myself at it's not the zero point, I'm sure, yeah. but I, I have more experience. But I always find myself here. Yeah. I have to be creative. I had to create a new ideas, new strategies, how to to deal with this new expedition. I, I teach part time, yeah. and I get in this, Italy. In Italy? I, I was in Italy, but now in Lebanon. I, okay. I, I moved back. Okay. I moved back. I finished my PhD in October okay. 2017. Okay. Like, it's gonna Just be finished a year. it, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I came back. Okay. It took me four years to finish my PhD, and I was for sure teaching at the universities there. You seem so. really fulfilled in your life that you have your career, you have your passion of mountaineering, and then you're teaching university. You seem really happy that you have your dream life. Would you say that, that you have your dream yeah. life? Yeah. And, and I think, I hope to inspire people to just follow their dreams. It wasn't easy, but you can really do what you want with even if you have zero dollar in your pocket. Yeah. And this yeah. is me. I lived I lived like I have a million dollar in my pocket but I have none. Yeah. I traveled the world. Yeah. I can relate to you because I've traveled to nineteen countries. I've lived in five. And yes. I was just well, thinking the other day, how did little old me from South Carolina get to do this? That's beautiful. I, yeah, it has to be God, you know, just blessing, being blessed. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah. But, but Sally, and going I believe, after dreams. I believe uh, God doesn't bless people and bless, you know, the blessings are on all of us. Yes, I but you have this. to chase it. You have to put you in have, work. And you have to see it and you have to, 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 to yeah. listen to it. And, yeah. and you have to have this determination. Yes. I, I'm, I'm sure it didn't, it wasn't that easy for you, like you say, oh, I want to go there, and you just poop, some, yeah. something like it opens <laughs> and the hole, and like, <laughs> and I'm sitting on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. so, like, like a lot of people, I think this is how I'm living. No. 
No. It wasn't like this. But for sure, when you work, 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 and then it happens that you are flying from a country to another. You are doing a lot of, like, doing Denali and then going, finishing your PhD. And there's periods like this. People see just what happened. Yeah. The or they see social media. They the just success. see the pictures. Yeah. yeah. It took work. Even just to interview you now, I had to reach out to you, and here I am sitting in front of a woman who's climbed five, a Lebanese woman who's climbed five of seven world summits. For me, that's inspiring. But I didn't get it by just looking at your Instagram thinking, oh, I wish I could interview Joyce Hazam. I had to email you. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. I believe. Here Joyce goes into a challenging time in her life when she had finished her PhD at the end of 2017 and moved back to Lebanon and she didn't really have the support of key people in her life to encourage her to keep going and yeah she was just about to give up and I think that this is something that we all can relate to but then she had a wonderful moment a moment of encouragement and she shares how an eight-year-old boy brought her back to life um, and how he actually kind of propelled her to start up her passion again about to stop the project and then Henry shows up. Henry is a kid, uh, eight years old, yeah. from uh, Antura School, and uh, like near Junior. Okay. I received this message. Received this message on Facebook, saying that was for sure his mother was writing it, and then they called me. Like he chose me at school as his hero, explorer. Oh wow! Like to the, do a report on yes, wow. a presentation. Wow! So he was there with his mother searching, and they asked me pictures and information. Just like oh my god! Like I was full of tears. I was like, oh my god! Like somebody is is seeing me as about a, you. Yeah. hero. <laughs> this yeah. is amazing. And his mother was like, can you just reach out and tomorrow he's presenting you in front of his his. Uh, you know the, the the class classmates and I was like oh my gosh I'm coming I'm gonna come and surprise him so I went there and after he finished the presentation I did mine and this mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. I realized especially like when I finished my presentation a girl who tried my jacket I'm very inter- I love kids I am very interactive with them so I took all my equipment the crampons they can't touch them for sure, but still, looking at my boots, they were like, oh, you know, the ice eggs, the jacket, and then I let them try my jacket. And this girl who tried my jacket, she was like, hey, she hugged me, she said, I'm gonna be the second woman, the Lebanese woman, to finish the seven summits. Wow. I mean, I went to my car and I cried, cried that day because. It's like, oh my God, I was about to leave this project. I'm not, you know. It's amazing how when you're feeling down, God presents a moment because he can look at our hearts yeah. and see our emotions. Yeah. And he, this boy was a blessing to you to just like, refuel look, gasoline. I, I just, I mean, yeah. every time I talk Think about, about it, it yeah. and to re-encourage you. You and can't I give told up. him this. It was beautiful. You can't yeah. give up because we will reap if we faint not. We will get a lot if we don't faint, if we don't give up. So yeah. that's amazing. That's inspiring to that's me. Ver- I mean, that moment, I can't forget that moment. 
And uh, after that, I just kept, you know, I was like, okay, let's see. Joyce was also very uh, privileged to meet with Lebanon's prime minister, as well as the daughter of the president of the country. Uh, and she opens up about that experience. And when I went to the prime minister, you know what? He asked me about the video and he watched the video three minutes. He's like, you know, you take three minutes from prime minister time yeah. for, to watch a video. He did it. Oh, that's amazing. So that's I was amazing. like, did yeah. he did he post about it on his social media? Yes, that's yes. he talked a lot about it and that's he good. talked how he's supporting me. That's great. I mean, I'm proud of this, but see how yeah yeah bit by bit yeah but any famous person out there usually they have to work really hard like i'm sure beyonce or celine dion or anyone ellie saab the the lebanese designer everyone had to go through you know and maybe moments i'm gonna give up i'm not gonna do it anymore but you have to keep going yeah and then here comes the fundraising part. As every adventure seeker knows, fundraising and crowdfunding is a big part of how a person is able to make the adventure happen. And so Joyce opens up a little bit about the challenges that she's faced to procure the funding for her mountain climbing adventures. Till like today, like last week, yeah, I got a good chunk of the the money. The money. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and I reserved. I I have. I'm going. That's I'm great. going. That's I said great. even if I will have to sell a garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> like my my. I yeah. love bags. By yeah. The way. My bags. My shoes. Yeah, you will do it. <laughs> I but do I'll it. just trust that the money will come in. Yes. I've got a friend in Spain, Javier Colorado Soriano, and he rode his bicycle around the world for three years. And he also had to get sponsorships. There were moments that he had challenges. He encountered a terrorist attack in the Middle East twice. Oh and God. then he went and swam around Tanzania oh for a summer. God. And then he went down to South America to do it. He built a canoe out of a tree and sailed the Amazon, and then he went to Ibiza. He's your friend? Yes, he went to Ibiza, and I wrote him that I was going to interview you. Uh, maybe at some point, um, you're, I, I could introduce yes. you to because oh my God, you both be are adventure seekers, yeah, because he too has to get sponsorships, and it's not easy, but I think when you just chase your dream, and you just go for it, taking a calculated risk, then it, it is calculated. So there you go. This is part one of an interview that I had with Joyce Azam, the first Lebanese woman to have climbed 25 mountains around the world, as well as five of seven world summits. And we've just gotten started. Be sure to tune in next week for part two, where she goes in a little bit more about the challenges that she has faced in pursuing her dreams but she also goes into the joys of pursuing her dreams and you don't want to miss it because there's a word for you there there's a practical life application that you can apply to your life and your dreams so see you again next week bye 
hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation and that it fed you in some way to pursue your own dreams. Be sure to subscribe to Zayla Mag at zaylamag.com, S-E-E-L-E-M-A-G.com, where you'll be automatically entered to win our giveaways. And follow us on Instagram at Zayla Magazine, S-E-E-L-E Magazine. Till next time.